once again, uh, CD Talks with Lucas Basiluk, as our guest, our uh, operations manager from garagefarm.net. And uh, right now, I would like to talk a little bit about uh, a different topic, uh, a topic uh, of your maybe personal interests, because you are a regular runner who also takes part in competitions and challenges uh, like marathons. And uh, I would like to know how long have you been doing this and where did the inspiration come from? Hmm. Yeah, running. Finally, something interesting we can talk about. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, kidding. Uh, so yeah, running. Actually, I don't know if there was an inspiration. It's hard to pinpoint a single single thing. I just remember it was 2015 when I decided to take like full control over my my health. And while while I was so in the process of, of making that, like okay, I want to be healthier, want to get in better better shape. In the process of doing that, I decided okay, running is a way of of doing that apart from like proper proper eating like proper diet like running would be the way the way to do it and because i kind of liked running already when i was younger when i was in school i would take a part in uh competitions nothing nothing crazy but i like running came easy to me basically i i kind of kind of liked it it wasn't it wasn't the uh, the dread like for a normal person, mm -hmm. running is a dread. Yeah, it's 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 just yeah, too hard. It's, it, it, there's in no my, pleasure in it. In my head, there's this you know there's this uh, Forrest Gump theme of running, right? <laughs> like he 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 had that run, running experience from his childhood, and then one at one point in his uh, life, he just decides he starts to run, right, <laughs> and runs. Yeah. <laughs> and people get like so many different approaches to that, right? So, so yours yeah, were, yeah, yeah. was like the, the health, the health one, right? So the, it was yes. like a way of keeping shape. And uh, like, how, how does this like come uh, in, uh, fall into place with marathons? Because like marathons are like a, these are like a health mm. challenge of, of itself. Right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. And it's because I kind of, I, I'm a person who likes challenges. And so probably that's why if I, if I do something, I want to do it right. And not just do we do it right. I want to attempt to do it great. Yeah. Attempt. I don't know if I can do it or not, but at least I want to attempt. So my attempt to being uh, or doing something great in running was okay. Marathon. Cause everybody speaks of marathons. You're like everybody, when you hear, Oh, someone ran a marathon, it's like, wow. Right. It's, it's just an amazing feat, yeah? For for a yeah. regular person, running like, like the, running yeah. is amazing, but yeah, running like to run a marathon. Yeah, this is this is like normal people don't do it basically. So so I set a goal for myself. Okay, let's run a marathon. That's so not only run to get in shape, but actually let's with the with a goal in mind to run a full full marathon. So that was that was the idea. And that's what like kind of kept me going because I really wanted to achieve that goal. And it was really hard to get there. It took me, it took me a lot of time, actually. I thought I'm going to do it on my first year. So I started at the beginning of the year. I thought, okay, by the end of the year, I'm going to, you know, run in marathons. No, <laughs> <laughs> it did not. It did not happen. It took me 
four years, I think, four years. I went through a bunch of a bunch of injuries, like first year, because I wanted to put, I wanted to go improve so much so fast. So I pushed my, I pushed myself really, really hard, and that resulted in a bunch of injuries, injury after injury after injury. Like being inexperienced, don't know how to run. Well, it's kind of funny. I don't know how to run. It seems like everybody knows how to run, but actually we don't know how to run. <laughs> Trust me, it takes it takes a lot of practice. Uh, so yeah, it took me quite a lot of time to learn how to run properly, then build the the endurance, of course, and then run my first. I ran my first marathon. I think it was in twenty either the end of twenty nineteen, probably the end of twenty nineteen. <clears throat> Yeah, I ran my marathon. I was, wow, okay. This is what achieving goals mean. This was like, I was ecstatic when, I, when I've done it. Uh -huh. So I'm, I'm curious, that, like the way you are talking about this, that, this like goal, goal achievement set, mindset that you, that you implemented into, into running, that's probably also already a sort, sort of answers my next question. But I, I was thinking that like whether running and being a designer or, or a manager, uh, run uh, as one in your world? Or are those to totally separate uh, ventures and uh, independent from each other? Or do you think that those two can bring uh, some essential experience from one to another? I, I think running, like running helps, helps with everything, basically, with everything I do. And what I mean, what I mean is, uh, it just makes me a better person overall. And it might sound, I don't know, foolish or a mouthful, my mouthful, but uh, it actually is. It made me a better person. So it it kind of affects every aspect of my life. Uh, health, of course, yeah. So I'm I'm healthier. I have more more energy. And if I have more more energy, basically I can you know do more things in a day, or in a in a in a given time versus a person who you know doesn't have that endurance and that much energy. So so that definitely health, endurance, energy, it gives me a very positive, like I get a very positive what is it like a positive mind mindset from running. Like it it makes me makes me happy. <laughs> So if I if I have a problem, if I'm stressed out, like running running like running helps me forget about all those problems. Not only like forget about the problems, but <clears throat> it releases it releases all that stress. It's like it's gone. Whatever has happened to that point before the run, when I'm in the run or after the run, like all the problems are gone. They don't exist anymore. I come from the run. I'm a new person, like a newborn, mm -hmm. almost a newborn person, a, a new like, start, a fresh start. So, so yeah, definitely, like definitely done. Yeah. So def definitely that, in that way, it improves the quality of my life and everything else that I do. So you could say it's connected with everything, design or, or business, work, uh, my marriage, my family, every, everything I do in, in, in that way, I would say. Yeah, so I'm curious, uh, uh, 
you, you, you said that running makes you happy and uh, also that you had that goal, goal achievement mindset while, while you were reaching to that marathon uh, milestone and you've reached it and you were ecstatic. And I was thinking how, how you dealt with, you know, okay, I've reached that marathon milestone and what mm. next? Was, was that hard or, or, or did you find a way to, you know, find, find the, like, find the, the yeah. life, life a, after that, right? Yeah, this is a good question, actually, yeah. Because I think not only, like, many people kind of struggle, yeah? They have a big goal that they achieve and then, like, what's next? What happens after? So you, you thought, like, after achieving the goal, you're going to be, you know, the happiest person in the world? Actually not. The process of achieving the goal, the journey to achieving the goal was the happy moment. Yeah, that, th these were the happy times. The moment of achieving the goal, it is happy. I was ecstatic. But after that, like you have nothing left. It's like, okay, what else? What else is there to do? So, so yeah, I kind of, kind of felt like, hey, I, I've done what I set out to do. So, so what, what now? Uh, I, took, I took some time off from, from running. And I, when I say sometimes, it's like two weeks. <laughs> I couldn't do more. Couldn't do more than that. And then I went went for a run after that break, and I realized, like, I I kind of <clears throat> discovered running again. It's it's funny because I've been running to that point. I've been running for four years, but then I rediscovered running again after that short break after achieving my goal. I realized, okay, running is different than I thought it is. Um, I kind of felt different. I was lighter. I was faster. I had a different mindset as well, because previously I thought it's impossible to run this fast. Or I could run the distance because I've done it, but it's impossible to run this fast because only, you know, elite athletes do that. It's, it's not me. But then I kind of, in that moment, realized it's actually possible. So it's something switched in my head and I realized, okay, okay, let's continue running. And I set a new goal for the next year, like a very ambitious goal for the next year. And that kept me, it kept me like trying, <clears throat> kept me, kept, not kept on, because I didn't need any motivation to run because I liked running, but something to strive towards. So I, I set a new goal and kept Uh, kept on training and trying to achieve a new goal the next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I wanted to like get back a little bit uh, to what you said in the last question, where you said that you aimed for the marathon at the first year, and then you found that it was like pushing yourself mm -hmm. too much, and it wasn't really possible. It took four years, in in, in fact, to to reach that goal that you set initially for for one year. And I think like over and underestimating like tasks or, or the effort that's required, it's like one of the biggest struggles of, of, uh, of managing of, or leading at any level. And how, how do you deal with it? Like, do you have any action template where you rate if something is worth digging or not? Or do you, uh, yeah. or do you just like still search for, for a perfect solution for that? Or maybe you have some, some well-working techniques mm -hmm. or ways of dealing yeah. with the problem this is this is tough yeah so we we tend to we tend to overestimate what we can do in a short time but we underestimate what we can do in a long in the long term i think we all we all tend to do to do it so for example it's easier to overestimate what we can do in a single day we say oh i definitely do it yeah 
by tomorrow, by the end of day. And turns out, oh, there's more tasks involved. It's more complex. And okay, that's too much to do in, in one day. But on the other hand, when we want to learn something new, right? Like a pick up a new skill, we think like, oh, but it's, it's impossible to learn it, right? But actually, if you spend like an hour every day for two months, you're going to become very good at something, at least good, decent. If you continue doing it for six months, you're actually going to be great at something. So usually like we overestimate and underestimate what we, what we can do. Mm-hmm. But when it, comes to, <clears throat> when it comes to work, I don't think there is an easy, easy answer to that, easy solution. Definitely, definitely breaking things up, like breaking things down into smaller, smaller components, it helps in judging whether that's doable or if it's doable within the given, given time frame. But whether it's achievable or not, uh, you don't know until you do it, uh, unless you have done that in the past and you have experience. But if it's something new, you have no idea, right? So you actually have to start doing it as soon as possible. You know, take those first steps, start doing it, and then as you go, you gotta like re- readjust or plan further. Don't plan too far ahead. Just plan mm-hmm. the first, I don't know, first phase. Once you reach the first phase, then you analyze and then, okay, let's, this is when we plan the next phase and, and so on and so forth. So maybe that, that's one way of, 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 of doing that. Because it's really hard to predict what's going to happen at the very, very end, especially when you do something new. It's true for, for software, definitely, software development. It's true for design as well, even though we have like, uh, an idea, a concept in mind where you want to create, you know, the mm-hmm. path to, to, to get in there. It's, it's so, it's, it can be so convoluted, yeah. right? <laughs> that's, that's kind of probably what, what drove all the agile approach to the software de- development and the, the idea behind it, right? Because you have some initial, initial um, constraints or, or input data, so to speak, and then the project might just turn out to be something different than planned at the exactly. very beginning in the process, right? So yeah. you have so, to be flexible, yeah. right? Exactly. That's true. You have got to be agile and every now and then have those moments in the project or whatever that is that you you look back, right? You you <clears throat> and and see like where we are. Do we need to do we continue or maybe we change things up, right? Or 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 something else. Definitely, yes. This is this is a good way. Or also the mm-hmm. concept of MVPs, yeah, the minimal viable product, very very uh, widely used in the startup in, in startups or in, in in businesses, where you try where you instead of building a product for years, like spending years on building a product before you show anything to a to a user or to a customer, you actually mm-hmm. build an MVP first and try to release it as soon as possible, something mm-hmm. that works already, and see what, the, what people say, right? Mm-hmm. Get the feedback yeah, think, early. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I kind of like relate to this one, uh, seeing like the Blender development, for example, they, they are developing the software so openly, like in the eyes of the whole community, and they release like some new, new features, just, just in the way that you described, right? For example, like the geometry nodes concept, they just released mm-hmm. it, uh, like the first batch, 
So like you said, the minimal, minimal viable product, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So people could test it and then they got the feedback and they could like rethink it, uh, reshape it to, to, to how it's really being used and how people exactly. would like and to use it. Most of the time, it's also cheaper doing that. It's cheaper because you, instead of, you know, spending certain amount of money all the way through until you finish the product and then realize it, okay, but we've wasted, we spent money on the wrong thing, right? So you, you mm -hmm. actually spend money in chunks and then spend it more wisely and maybe more efficiently as well. Mm -hmm. And like uh, really related to this, the part you, you said that we underestimate the, the things that we can do in the short term and uh, uh, like overestimate that and underestimate the, the long term goals that we could achieve. And I had like a, a experience of myself this year. I decided to, to learn a task, a skill of touch typing because I never really learned that. I've always been watching the keyboard while, while typing mm -hmm. and I realized that I need that skill for my daily job. Like I'm, I'm, I'm writing like things for, for my job, like video scripts, whatever, uh, a lot of yeah. writing in front of the computer. So I felt I needed that skill. And I've implemented a, a, a habit of doing that for 10 minutes every day. Like I, I wasn't able to maybe do it like actually every day, but most of the time I, I was able to stick that because it was like so, so small amount of the time. I've just like entered that into my daily routine. And I was really impressed how, how powerful it is. Yeah. Like really, it just takes like this 10 minutes of, but do you have to stick to that? And that 10 minutes every day, and after half of half a year, I realized I, I have at least the basic skill. Well, it's not polished yet, but it doesn't cost yeah. me like so much. It's so attainable. So exactly, yeah. exactly. It's, it's super powerful, but it's hard to realize until you actually do it. Yeah. Experience it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I would, I was wondering whether you, you are using and you could specify any like casual management tools like or techniques that you couldn't imagine your life without that you use on a daily basis or a monthly basis yeah right so probably my my life is built around routines and i guess without routines i wouldn't be be able to do nearly as many things that i that i do because you know you have family right you have your hobbies i run like running during the season the height of the, like the, at the top of the season, I spend a lot of time just running and preparing for my, for my running. That's a lot of time. Then you have family, you have work, maybe you have entertainment if you do have time, right? So managing all those things, it's, it's, it's tough. There's only 24 hours in a, in a day. So routines, I, I think routines help me a lot. Uh, so for example, doing certain things at a certain certain time even on a certain certain day always or most of the time maybe not always right this this helps me helps me a lot to to stay to stay on that thing that i want to do and not deviate <clears throat> and also it reduces this mental burden because when you have to like every day think oh what am i supposed to do today or now that does a mental like a mental energy you need to spend. So I remove, I re remove that completely. I, I don't have that because everything is set for me already long, long, long ago. It's a, it's a routine 
that happens automatically, basically. So getting up at a certain time, starting your work at a certain time in a certain certain environment, uh, then doing your, I don't know, workouts, certain days, certain times, helps, helps a lot. Then when you're at work, of course, having like having having your workspace built so that you know you don't have distractions for example this this is important to me personally uh, and, and those distractions could be different things like simple like the, the phone yeah that's a <laughs> huge distraction so like putting that thing away and not checking it during the work like work time it's huge huge help like when i when i'm at work i'm at work yeah, i spend that time that block of time only focusing on on work also not not looking at facebooks and instagrams or I don't know, our station, maybe in this case, or, or YouTube on the second screen. That that's very counterproductive. This this sucks your time and your attention. So so not doing those things. And it's part of my routine already. I, I just automatic I don't have to even think about it. Just I never do them anymore because that's how I've been doing working and living for a, a extended period of time. So they're just they're just happen automatically so I, I think this is this is i would <clears throat> advise anyway to try like build healthy habits and good routines mm -hmm. so like a structure to your to your life that you can depend on and i was wondering whether you have any kind of ideas on for people who might like find it uh you know, their, their life a little bit chaotic like i think for for creative people it's like often the 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 struggle right right to keep the balance between the structure and uh like a rigid structure and and uh, some things that might happen in, uh, like very unexpectedly or uh, are there ways that you handle you know uh, unexpected uh, events or stuff like that 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 might just break your routine that you have and then you have to kind of like be flexible and maybe bend mm -hmm. the routine a little bit and then get back to, to your right. Opinion. Yeah, I think I know what you mean, and it happens. It happens sometimes, and it's actually hard for me because I I really depend on my routines. And when something just doesn't happen, I this gives me stress already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do something the way I always do. This this is very stressful to me. But over the years, I learned to to let go, and it, it's hard. It's hard actually. Like it's okay to not do it sometimes it's still it's still okay if you do it the next day or, or the next week but still do it yeah if you take a short break from from your routine or from the things that you're supposed to be doing it's still fine because then i i focus on the like on the on the long term or on the on the goal like the final goal right i still i'm still moving forward right i'm still making progress even though there was a small hiccup or a slowdown right now in this moment it's fine right because i'm still i'm still making progress so that kind of helps um i guess perspective i guess perspective yeah like having having perspective that those things happen but still you are you are making progress and you're getting closer closer to your to your goal even if it takes a little bit longer than you wanted to yeah i would say perspective yeah. perspective and focusing on the big picture I guess that's that's like the conclusion that we could derive from this conversation, like seeing seeing the bird's eye view 
over what you what you've already achieved and what you're still capable yep. of achieving. Right, right, right. And it's funny thing that you say it. Uh, the perspective, but you also need to be able, try to be able to zoom in. So zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, if you know what I mean. So in those hard moments that we just talked about, you need to have a perspective. So you zoom out, right? You look at the big picture. But then when you're in the task, you zoom in. You don't think ab about the big picture in that moment, right? You just focus on that, on that one thing. You're close to it. And you focus on that thing until you finish it. And then maybe you can focus again on the, on the bigger picture. So both are important at different times. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and the, the habits and routines are kind of like the, the rig for, for the machine yeah, to work. Like the skeleton, the, yeah. For the camera to, to have the right <laughs> operations, right? To be able to, to zoom in and zoom out at the right moments to, to make that perfect shot of your mm -hmm. life. Okay, that's been a great conversation. I'm, I've really enjoyed it. I think that we can, we, we can all derive okay. a lot of inspiration from it. And I'm hoping that our audience also liked it. Uh, so if you have any questions or comments uh, that you would like to ask our team and maybe Lucas, uh, don't hesitate to, to comment. Sure, sure thing. Yeah, so, so thanks for having me. Enjoy the conversation. <clears throat> nice to finally be a guest on our own podcast, CG, CG Talks. Yeah. So, so thanks. That's, that's like introducing also, also like the real people behind the whole business. And you can see that we are all, all in this together in that business, providing you the services uh, to render, to make your, to make your daily life routines with rendering as painless as possible. So if you're in, in trouble with your deadlines, don't hesitate to use garagefarm.net, render farm. And Definitely thanks for listening. Give us a try. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening and happy rendering. Happy rendering.